Welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am super excited about. He is a director that I have been a fan of for years. He uh, definitely an inspiration for all indie filmmakers out there that want to fund their own project, that think, you know what, my YouTube channel can turn into something bigger. I am talking about director, actor, comedian, podcast host himself, Mr. Kevin Smith. How's it going, man? Hello, hello. It's great to be here. Great to be here. So, Kev, what brings you to the city? Uh, you know, I, I love New York. It's it's the great of great. It's a land of great cinema. Uh, you know, just uh, honestly, I'm 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 scouting some locations. Scouting some locations. Uh, new film project uh, you're working on? Yeah, yeah. Something that's been um, something that's been you know resting in the uh, the old noggin for for a long time. Really, you know, ever since the, the Jay and Silent Bob days. Uh, this project that has been uh, that's been rattling around. Is, is it Clerks Three? Uh, no, no, Clerks 3, would, we'll, we'll film that one. You uh, keep promising Clerks 3. When are you going to deliver? Uh, you know, you know, the thing is, it's, uh, it, it's built up this much hype. You know, it's got so much hype around it, just because obviously Clerks was my baby. Mm-hmm. Clerks 2 was my other baby. Great movie. People want to know, where is my third baby? Yeah, it, you got to finish the trilogy. I, I'm waiting, I'm waiting till people really... Need it. All right. So, what are you doing in the meantime that you are scouting locations for? Um. Well, I'm working. I'm working on on a project that I think that people maybe haven't been asking for, but if they think about it, they've been needing it. And and it's about what happened to the the female, you know, robbers in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, so almost like, uh, there wouldn't be a prequel, but like a spinoff movie. Kind of a kind of a vignette. You know, kind, right. kind of a moment in their so, lives. So you're, you're bringing back all the former actresses, including your wife was one of the robbers, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, she was. Um, it is not at her behest exactly. I'm not doing this just to put my wife in a film. Um, it is something that is that is that is clawed at me as an artist uh, for a long time. And so. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to bring everyone back. In a tasteful, tasteful so, so is Jay and Silent Bob going to be there as well? See, the thing is, in the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, that is the true moment when they've met. Uh, it would be hard for them to play a key part, although... You there know, was kind of a love story between oh, Jay yes. and the... Um, oh, yes. Yes, there was a, there was a love... I mean, the, the character's name was, was Amy. Um, there, was a, there, was a, there was a huge connection there, not even just on screen. Off, off, offset. Oh, really? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Between the actual Jason Mewes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and Amy, who, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the actress's name is, is, is lost on me. But, uh, yeah. But she signed on to the project. <laughs> she signed on to the project. You know, I, I have, I, I'm, listen, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm, I'm an everyman. You know, you can find me at your local comic store. I do have assistants helping me get signatures. I've, you know, forgot Amy's name. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you do have your hand in a bunch of different pots. Mm-hmm, I mentioned mm-hmm. before, you uh, had a TV show. It was recently uh, canceled. Right. Comic Book Men. Comic Book Men. It took place at your own comic book store, Jay mm-hmm. and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, mm-hmm. right there in New Jersey. Yep. Uh, it's my, you know, my heart is in 
Jalen Silent Bob's secret stash. That is that's uh, what they're stashing. I mean, for a TV show, it, it did have a decent run. Sure. Uh, it was on... Uh, God, I have a hard time saying the name of the channel. Uh, AMC. Yes. Uh, AMC. We had more in us. It was right after The Talking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know if The Talking Dead's coming back to talk. I don't. I don't. I. I don't want to. Uh, Chris Hardwick has found himself in a bunch of hot water. Yeah. I. If the rumors are true and the report is true, I do not think that Comic Book Men will be airing after Talking Dead, because. Comic Book Man has been canceled. canceled. Yeah. I, uh, I, listen, I, we had a great run. We brought comic books to people's attention after they were done watching a show, after they were done watching a talk show about a show. What else can I do? You know, I, I did what I could. Now, what did you do to, like, get the show on the air in the first place? I've heard stories, but I want to get it from you. I begged. You begged? I begged. I, I... <sighs> You've already, as an indie director, I have eschewed a lot of money for my own independence. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have really gone on my own, you know, sleeve, tattooed myself with my ideas. I begged AMC, let me do comic book club. Come to my comic book store and I will show you comic books. I have my friends. We'll talk about comics. <sighs> was- do, do you think the comic book fad is like dying you know there's marvel and dc making all these big blockbuster movies and uh dc's movies haven't been doing too well do you think people are getting exhausted of comic books i mean i think some people definitely you know it's 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 impossible for someone to get this popular without somebody feeling the anti you know fuck comic books kind of idea but at the same time I mean, Marvel's making some good movies. People- I'm going to ask you a personal question. Oh. Do you think once the comic book fad ends, you'll be done with your popularity? Like, you, you, you rely so much in your career based on comic books. You have a podcast called Fat Man on Batman. Do you think once people get exhausted of comic books, they'll be exhausted of you? Uh, not after this next movie. Oh, okay. The the one about the thieves from the James yeah. and Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is the one that's. Uh, listen, I, I agree. A lot of my popularity is tied up in the medium of comic books. I think, I think it's still strong for another five years, another seven years, another ten years. Do you think the comic book genre will die once Stan Lee dies? Oh. He's getting old. He's getting old and, and taking advantage of, according and, to certain and, reports. And his first movie was your movie, Mallrats. I, listen, I don't like to think about Stanley dying, okay? I don't. It's, it's not as though my popularity is completely tied up in his, you know, life force. But it's, it's possible that, uh, you know, a lot of the relevance of comic books might end when people no longer see Stanley or, yeah, Stanley's little cameos in Marvel movies. Do you think they're like, like storing a bank of them? Like they're just filming Stanley doing like everyday stuff so they can like fool us into thinking he's still around. I mean, maybe even like taking pictures of him and just putting those pictures in future movies. <laughs> just like Stanley in the background, just you know, hand up in the air. Um, you know, I think it would be a an interesting move for Marvel to do. Um, uh, simply because. 
Why? <laughs> I mean, like, what would you do if you were directing a Marvel film? Which Marvel property am I directing? Right. Think of your favorite Marvel character mm. that hasn't been done yet. Sure. Who would you direct? Hmm. Hasn't been done in this most recent iteration in the MCU. of in the MCU. Well, I guess Ghost Rider has been kind of done in uh, Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield, which yeah. I I like the way they did Ghost Rider. I thought it was like just. Oh. And, and you yourself have been tied to the DC EU and the DC TV universe. You've directed some of the CW shows, sure. which I mean, I'm a huge fan. The Flash, Arrow, Defenders of the Universe. Uh, or legends, excuse me. Um, anyway, yeah, great, great properties. So, so you're saying, you, but you'd want to do Ghost Rider? Well, listen, I think I don't want to. I don't want to lose any potential, you know, opportunities to to work in the DCU because God, just give me Young Titans, Young you know, Titans, give me Young Titans. I will, you know, those kids will be dying and marrying each other and really just, their hearts are going to be ripped out of their chests. I mean, they are making a Teen Titans Go movie. It's supposed to come out this year. So you might might have missed. I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) That is deeply upsetting. I do not like Teen Titans Go. I'll go on the record right now. Kevin Kevin Smith, Smith, not not a fan. Don't need to do that to me. I I do kind of, I find it funny sometimes. Really? I, uh... I don't know. Maybe I'm not right, watching the right episodes. It's so. I mean, or I'm just very used to the old D Titans. Back to the Marvel discussion. Back to the Marvel discussion. Yeah, I loved Ghost Rider. Okay, actually, I guess a reason why I go Marvel over DC. I think a lot of people pointed out a lot of the Marvel properties are kind of set with a lot more, uh, more complex issues to work with right off the bat. Simply because it's in a world where people don't appreciate the weird people in their lives, these like super powered quote unquote freaks uh, that I think a lot of my fans can resonate with. Cause you know, shit, I'm wearing a hockey Jersey right now yeah. or a hockey Jersey. When I got married, you know, I I've been wearing hockey Jersey my whole life. I, I'm objectively, you know, a little, a little weird. Yeah. You're kind of comic booky yourself. Exactly. And so I would like for, you know, because I, I feel like there are sometimes powers arrayed against me, like the people who ended, AMC's comic book club, a comic man, excuse me. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Marvel is just a more exciting thing to work with. You're really you're you're allowing your hero to face more than just their arch rival. It's also the perception of the world. Is there any deep cut that you'd like to be seen done? Mm, a deep, deep cut. Let me think. I mean, I guess like all the like DC versus Marvel when like like the triumvirate and the whole thing. Like even with your power out there and your ideas for it, because you you originally you've written a uh, DC movie before. Sure, you you were uh, going to write uh, Superman Lives. I was. I was I was I was probed to uh, to write that by and you you wrote it and it was for Tim Burton and <sighs> oh Tim and it was gonna be made. Can I tell you something about Tim? Yeah, can I tell you something about Tim? Yeah, go ahead. Not a conventional guy. I, Not I don't think any of our listeners think that Tim Burton's a conventional. He guy. He has some ideas that would make you and me go, God, where's the sense there? You know, but for him, it's the most obvious decision in the world. You know, it's just like the easiest thing for him to do is is you know. To make Superman all of a sudden, like, freeze himself for, like, a timeout so he can just, like, get away from everything. It's like, who thinks of that? Who? Tim Burton. God. And he was always calling, you know. Yeah, I mean, 
the, the, the combination between you, Tim Burton, and Nick Cage starring would have been something. I mean, to Nick, see. Nick, I want to work with again. All right. Well, we've had Nick on the show. Um, oh wow! Yeah, no. Um, I'm sure he listens. He doesn't have a lot going on in Vegas when he's not working on. Did stuff. You, have you seen the trailer for Mandy? Oh, I have not. I heard oh, it's great, God. though. Oh, my God. Uh, the people that have already viewed it actually, like, giving it great reviews. So oh, it I'm looks excited. crazy. Yeah, Nick is very un- insecure about his, his films, though. Oh, I mean, this is one to be insecure about because the whole trailer. I mean, I think if you're, listen, I've railed against this in the past. I've been a big, you know, flag bearer for this. I hate the way trailers are done nowadays. They ruin the whole plot of the movie, you know, in, within the first 10 seconds. You know, you know everything. You know, I, I know. I, I, I what t- was the worst trailer you've watched, Kevin? <sighs> the worst trailer I've yes. ever watched. Um, I mean, it would probably have to be um, the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Not to take a jab at Marvel, but it was pretty obvious. All right, Marvel, if you're listening right now, Kevin's no, no, already no. already taken jabs. Listen, it's a past property. I thought the Sokovia Accords were an interesting place to go. We had to do it to get into Civil War. I understand. At the same time, the trailer was garbage. I'm willing to say that. But listen, uh, uh, why do we start talking about trailers? Um, because of... Uh, because uh, you wanted to tell me the worst trailer you've seen. The worst trailer, yeah. That was uh, Marvel's Age of Ultron 2. And you just felt it gave away too much? <laughs> it gave away too much. I knew very quickly on that Ultron was not going to be a friend. I knew the person... Well, you, you thought Ultron I knew, was... I knew, I, knew, I knew the person giving the, the you know voiceover was not not a positive figure. It was an ominous threat to the Avengers. Uh, um, James Spader? I do love James Spader. I would really like to... Uh, to, to work with him. I was a huge fan of Stargate. I used to uh, write some Stargate uh, fan fiction that would have taken James Spader to some interesting locales. If you were to cast James Spader in a Kevin Smith property, oh. what would you cast him in? Oh, definitely like as like a father figure, like a suburban like dad that also like smokes like we like they are conservative but like the dad never wanted to be. It's all like the mom. And so he's still like he's kind of American beauty uh that actor we don't talk about. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, like, smoking weed, letting loose, you know, really, like... Whew. So would you try to remake American Beauty with James Spader? <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad idea. Um, I mean, it's been, like, 20 years, right? Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I think, especially when it comes to marijuana reform um, and gun violence, it is a movie that is, uh, it's really... Ready for a remake. And let me tell you something this, Aaron. Yeah. There is no place for original movies in Hollywood. So if I want to get my wife that tea set that she's been asking me for. You're, you're going to do a remake? I might have to do a remake. I mean, the the first time you directed a movie that wasn't your own property, you faced a lot of drama. It was when you did Cop Out with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> listen, first, first things first, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan cannot be in a room together. I can imagine. They are too, too crazy. Couldn't get anything done. Constantly, constantly pranking each other, constantly laughing, constantly giggling. It <laughs> could barely run a, a set with them there. It was, uh, it was obviously distracting. 
Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm deflecting from the fact that obviously me in the studio had a very no, unhealthy. Yeah, and uh, Bruce Willis won't talk to you anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely he's like gone on to say that Kevin Smith is an asshole. I need my actors to keep their hands to themselves. And if they refuse to do that, and, you know, they need to keep touching Tracy, well, then I'm going to yell at them. And so I did. I, I, I yelled at, at Bruce Willis. And I said, sir, you need to stop. And all of a sudden, he's sulking for the rest of the movie. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that he said, he'd say that. Now, you, you talk about, like, having to deal with big actor personalities mm-hmm. and, like, how you're not a fan of it. Is that why you've gone so much as to just casting your friends and family? Oh, I, I mean, mean, your last movie starred your daughter. It's certainly easier to, uh, to, you know, to keep them close to you. You know, if I ever need to give a note, you know, I can just call down my daughter and say, listen, honey, I love you. You're the sunshine of my life. I thought that you weren't emoting like a normal human being in that last scene. If we could run that again, you know, let's do that. Who's a better actor, you or your daughter? Uh, I mean, my daughter. There's a reason I'm Silent Bob and, you know, behind the scenes I'm... I'm certainly more of a, you know. Would you ever give Silent Bob his own spinoff film where he talks? It, listen, it's been it's been shopped around. You know, I've certainly had a lot of family chats about whether or not that's going to be. What about a Silent Bob prequel? <sighs> Young Silent Bob. Before he lost the ability to speak? Yeah. Just be called Bob. Bob. Who would we get to play? Me. I could be Bob. Wait, you'd play the younger yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm the only one who really knows Bob. Why don't I get someone else to play me? Yeah, I mean, hey, you, you, you have friends. Like, what about Seth, your buddy Seth Rogen you worked on with uh, Zach and Mary? We're like the same age, aren't we? Essentially. Ish. He's like, like 10, 7 years younger than you. Actually, no, he's a lot younger than you. Because when he was in Freaks and Geeks, you were, had already directed Clerks. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'd call my friend Seth. You know, I, Maybe, maybe I'd his t- buddy Jonah Hill. True. Jonah, Jonah, Hill. Jonah Hill would do a great Silent Bob. True. I wonder if Jonah is above that at this point in his career. If he thinks he's above it. I don't know. I don't you don't know. think you could get Jonah Hill? What I, if he got Seth Rogen to convince him? I mean, that'd be great then. Then I'd have Jonah Hill. I just am not sure if Jonah is like, if he looks at a Kevin Smith film, he's like, that's worth my time. I'm Jonah Hill. I've been awarded, nominated at the very least for an Academy Award. What if this is your Academy Award film? What if this is the one film that's going to get you recognized? Is this Bob prequel? Listen, Aaron, I don't want to keep tooting this horn, but this female heist movie I am making, that's a vignette out of those women from the... Jay and Silent Bob Films is going to be the next Reservoir Dogs meets Inside Man meets Ocean's Eleven. I mean, there isn't going to be another heist film like it for uh, a generation. You do know that Ocean's Eight just came out, which Mm. was an all-female heist film. Yes, but this will be four people committing a crime, not eight people committing a crime. And... My actors will be significantly less famous already. You know, so you, cra- th- you think them being less famous makes the movie easier to make, or it makes it even better? I, I think you. I think you buy their characters more. You know, who is Kristen Wiig? You know, is is she a bridesmaid? 
she... I love how you keep throwing names out there. Like, these names will never be in your films. You're like, uh, who is Kristen Wiig? I mean, it's possible that I may have offered Kristen Wiig a, a role or two, and I, uh, you know, that's why I'm not eager to go up to Jonah Hill, because I, I'm worried about being hurt again. I, uh, Aaron, this is the podcast where you really let yourself uh, be honest, right? Yeah, of course. I'm very insecure. I, I, I feel like I gathered as much. And when people reject me, I take it very, very personally. Uh, who was the biggest name to reject you? I know you worked a lot with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Was there a time when one of them was just like, no more? I mean, no. Uh, ben and Matt were always game. I was hurt most by Will Smith. Will Smith? Will Smith, you know, he gives off this air of positivity. And, like, you can do anything. And, like... You know, just solve this Rubik's Cube and you'll get a job in a hedge fund. But he was very... He made some very personal statements towards me when I asked him to be involved in Dogma 2. You know. We're, we're, so we're, he was willing to do Suicide Squad, but he wouldn't do Dogma 2. No, this was this was fresh off of French Prince of Bel-Air, so he might have... Oh, so it's a young Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is before he even really, uh, you know... Started doing serious stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to bring him into Dogma 2. I thought to myself, who... I mean, Dogma 1 had a ton of famous people in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it did. You'd think that that would... That I would... mean, it had Alan Rickman in it. Oh, I miss Alan. Yeah, R.I.P. Had Sal... Not Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek? Yeah, Selma, Selma Hayek. Hayek. Had, uh... Wow, you're really bad at remembering your own actors. Listen, can I call you Aaron? Yeah, that, that is my name. Aaron, I've, I've worked on a lot of films with a lot of actors... A-list, B-list, C-list, you know, and beyond. Just It's a lot of names to, to keep up in their own brain. But yeah, Will Smith, he, he once called me an absolute, he called me a feckless turd, uh, which, I don't know. I just think I'm better than that. All right. Well, we've reached a point in the show where okay. we like to do some speed rounds. Okay. We play a couple games on the show. The first game we play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Oh, Basically, I will list three names, and you tell me which category each name goes into. Okay. I can do this. First name is uh, two people. It's Cheech and Chong. Okay. Second name, Snoop Dogg. Okay. Third name, Willie Nelson. I kind of did a little stoner theme here. For yeah, you. for sure. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I would marry Snoop Dogg just because that's the person of those three that I would want to spend my life with, to be quite honest. Um, which leaves me fucking an old man no matter what I choose. Um, I think I think I would, I would fuck Willie Nelson simply to say I did it. To say he fucked me. So you're killing both Cheech and I'm Chong. I'm killing both Cheech and Chong because at the end of the day, I was never a humongous fan of their work. I mean, you think like, your movies are better than Cheech and Chong's? I mean, am I we- smoke is a classic. Am I wearing a hockey jersey right now? Yeah. Well, then you got your answer. <laughs> All right. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Okay. Basically, I'll say one word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. I can do this. First word. Mm-hmm. Nerd. Boxing. Film. Truth. Hockey. Fight. Budget. Money. Critics. Bad. Weed. Sick. Comics. Great. Marvel. Good. 
DC. Good. Comic-Con. Great. Comic Book Men. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Kevin Smith for stopping by again. Kevin, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? Yeah, listen, um, I know you've heard all the rumors that I'm washed up and that the minute Stanley dies, I'm going to go with him. But I just want you to be clear that you should keep your eyes peeled for an at, as of yet unnamed film that will star the four women who were robbing Jay and Silent Bob and... That Animal Laboratory from my movie, Jay and Silent Bob 2. It'll be a small vignette, a slice of their lives. I think it's going to be really appealing. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you again, Kevin Smith, for stopping by. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all next time. again for listening to the yes and i am podcast this podcast has been completely improvised so instead of having the actual kevin smith here it has been my friend jacob halberg how's it going man hey what's up Aaron? this was fun so you <laughs> like I, I i've been on a streak of like guests who don't know the person they're playing or don't know a lot about the person you're playing sure yeah, i felt like a per Certain point, I was like, this is what Kevin Smith would say. Oh, I'm, dude, I'm thrilled that you felt that way. Um, I, I've i definitely seen a good amount of his movies, and I have 100% seen the show Comic Book Man, like, one time, and honestly, I wasn't... It's Pawn Stars with comics. Yeah, and I don't love Pawn Stars, so for me, it was, like, not... Whatever, but, yeah, I, I knew a little bit. Um, But, uh, yeah, fun, interesting. I guess I, I feel like I, you know... I think Kevin Smith might Do be. Do you have a favorite Kevin Smith movie? Oh, it's Clerks, 100%. Clerks? Clerks okay. is so good. When I first watched it, I was like, oh my God. This is that moment when he's reading, uh, I can't remember his name, the not the guy who's working in the convenience store, the guy who works at the movie rental place. Oh, Randall? Is like reading the porn thing in front of the mother and the giants. Yeah. Why do I know all the characters' names? I don't know. You were definitely, that was the other thing. Is you, it's you definitely, Dante and Randall. Dante the, and Randall. Yeah. 23 blowjobs. Are you kidding? 27 dicks. Jesus. Well, there you go. You, you certainly know yeah. a lot about him. No, uh, I, I've seen that movie a few times. Actually, I think my favorite Kevin Smith movie might be Red State. The I've one that's like, it. like it, 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 it's like almost like horror. Yeah, that's what I remember hearing about it. Yeah, no, I, it's weird. Like when Kevin took his dive into horror films, I still haven't seen Tusk, um, and I, I was thinking about talking about it, but like, it's that whole like movie was spawned from a podcast, and right. I, I the more I talk to Kevin Smith about podcasts, the more I'm doing inside baseball, and I don't know True. how much my listeners can follow it. I would not have been able to follow it at all, but I would have pretended. Yeah, I no, I, I, as you should. <laughs> um, yeah, no, basically, like they were reading like an article from some paper in Canada and stuff where someone wanted to pay someone to dress up like a walrus. Okay. That's, and that is the premise of the movie? Well, the, the premise of the movie is that he, like, kidnaps this guy and, like, makes a skin suit uh, to make oh. this guy into a walrus. Oh, gross. Like, very human centipede-esque. Oh, yeah. Fucking gross. Yeah, I, I don't, like, no. have an urge to see no, that. No, that whole genre of movies does not... I love the cast. 
Like, um, what is that? See, in a horror movie, is that like I love the cast. I hope to see them murdered and dismembered in some fashion or another. Like, it'll be great when their you know arm is removed from their fucking limb. Yeah. Um. But no. Um, no. Apparently, like some people think it's brilliant. Some people think it's just torture porn. So gotcha. I'm I'm probably gonna be in the latter there. And then I saw his movie after that was, which was kind of like a weird spinoff movie, which was Yoga Hosers, which is the movie his daughter stars in. Gotcha. And like yeah. Hoser is in like you Hoser. Yeah, it's gotcha. very Canadian. Sounds and like you can col- tell that they did not have the budget they wanted. Sure. Like the the special effects are pretty bad. What would Yoga it, Hosers need special effects for? It was fun though. I enjoyed <laughs> it. Johnny Depp is in it, which is uh, weird. Dude, that's so sad. I was just reading something where, like, he's in dire straits. It does yeah, not no, he has spent dinner. all of his money. Yeah, um, Yoga Hoser sounds like a National Lampoon presents Yoga Hosers. No, of course. The experience at a Canadian college. And it's, it's weird because it does have, like, a horror element to it, but it's, like, almost filmed, like... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, great. Like, it, it's like so that's low it. budget Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is can't, the way I describe it. You can't do that movie low budget. That's going yeah. yeah, to look bad. Yeah, no. It, it, I, I enjoyed it. I did not love it. Gotcha. You know, it was on Netflix, so I was like, oh, watch this while I'm working out. <sighs> feels you. I feels you. Any, and so. Clerks, your favorite Ken Smith mm-hmm. movie, or Dogma? I feel like Clerks or Dogma. Dogma's Do- weird. Yeah, Dogma. Um, there's like very much like a religious aspect to it that I do yeah, not I would say. want. Yeah, well, it's like <laughs> it's a very religious movie, and yeah. and uh, like it was basically Kevin Smith like being like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Was that his point? Was that no, that's does? what that's what he says now. He's like interesting. Well, no, but it's also it's like. But Jesus could have been uh, just a normal person, but he was also the son of God. Like, basically, in the movie, he's basically saying Jesus is the son of God. Right. I mean, yeah, in this... Well, it's also saying there is a God, there's angels, there's, you know... Yeah, no. All these, like... I think, I mean... But I think at the end, like, he, his message was, like, none of it matters, which was God. really confusing. And it's like, why are you trying to make this deep comedy film? Yeah, it was definitely... I mean, it... It could a lot of places was no longer a comedy when you know people were. I think it's just a lot of times we shy away from actually like digging into religious texts or like beliefs to find comedy. Obviously, because a lot of people find it offensive, which is what happened when he did Dogma. But I remember as like a young kid, like I grew up Jewish and my mother was Catholic, so like it is it was a part of like growing up where I was like I didn't know anything about it so I ended up finding out a lot about Christianity through dogma and like not and I knew it was not a like you know I knew that just because some priests blessed his clubs did not make them some sort of demon killing you know device but I thought it was like an interesting take on like no and it definitely like had some pretty cool practical effects in it like it still holds up today which is I, I think so as well the wings. Yeah. The no. bloody wings. Yeah. It, it the was, various stages of the wings. It was, it was really cool, you mm-hmm. know. Um, well done film. Before it's time. I think it might do better today than when it did come out. Oh, we are mad cynical right now. And, uh, yeah, I, I would say a, a, 
a current audience today would eat that shit up. They'd be like, like yeah, God is dead. That had Chris Rock in it, too, didn't it? Uh, yeah, as uh, he was a, he was the 13th apostle yeah. who everyone forgot about. And, uh, yeah, it was like Jesus was black. Like, like and, that uh, cast was insane. Yeah, uh, like I said. Matt so Damon I, and Ben Affleck. Yeah, both so Mike, Alan Rickman. Uh, like, I could think you imagine that, trying to afford that cast Dude, today? I think, no, I think, fucking, who is, uh, who is the seven words you can't say on the radio? Uh, George Carlin? George Charlotte was the priest. I'm almost positive. Yeah. In, uh, and a uh, freaking Alanis Morissette was God. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, who is the woman that ended up being married? I don't remember. Whatever. I think she was like someone that someone didn't have a great career. Hey, that's Kevin Smith's friend. Um, yeah. Crazy good movie. Oh, and the guy who ended up being, who's like the demon devil guy. Uh, uh he was like, in, uh, Oh my god, which movie am I thinking about right now? And like Chasing Amy, he's like the their his friend who's like also into Ben Affleck. Did you ever see Chasing Amy? Yeah, I saw it. I cannot remember about it. Gotcha. I know that uh Jason Lee's in that. That's what oh, I'm talking about. Oh, you think Jason of Jason Lee? Lee? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, that is Jason Lee from like Ed? Yeah. Oh my name geez. is Earl, yeah. Oh my name is Earl. Yeah, yeah. wow. That was <laughs> but yeah, uh holy shit. He looks so different. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Which is like weird to think back to like Jason. But Jason Lee is also one of Kevin Smith's like yeah, buddies yeah. that was in a bunch of his films. Bro, He's bro. also in Jay and Silent Bob. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's everywhere. All right. Well, I think, uh, yeah, so you're an uh, uh, improviser, comedian yep. in the city. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you have got going on? Uh, well, tomorrow, as, as Aaron is aware of, oh, be... to, okay. <laughs> I'm going to preface this right now. Uh, this is probably coming out like three weeks. Okay. Um, well, regardless, I'm going to put Aaron through a crazy improv show tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I in, am excited about that. Uh, in three weeks, which will be like the end of July, um, on July 19th, uh, you can come out and see, uh, Artprov by my team Paper Moon where we have a, uh, a live artist uh, doing a monologue and then giving us sketches during our scenes to utilize. It's a, uh, a three-dimensional performance using two-dimensional yeah, images. We've had uh, Betty McCall on the show. She oh. also talked about Yeah, Betty is a close and dear friend. Um, and then uh, the Armory, uh, I just found out I was on a oh, team. Yeah, so, congrats. Uh, thanks, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we do Fridays. 9.30. I mean, really, just any Friday. Come on out. Not Look that at you. You've been on, like, house teams for, like, all the places. Next to you, need yeah. to get on one of them Lloyd teams. I suppose so. Dude, I'm in my used to be 101 right now, and it is rough. There is it, a, it, it, see, this is the thing. is I'm, I don't want to take it because I know I'm going to be, like, oh, there's so a guy, annoyed no, by it. No, there's a person in the class. Like, you know, there's always a 101 person that's, like, you know, is not just, like, everyone's new and they're, like, nervous or whatever. But this dude is, like, not nervous, very eager to go is saying the most like crazy things literally his first line in a two-person scene the very first day all we were supposed to do is say something that would give you an impression of your occupation like man this hammer is so heavy or like this customers on aisle eight are bastards he walked up to this woman looked her in the eye and said i am the person in the scene who does the money shot and I, <laughs> fucking, like, in my gut, it was like there's a black hole of a sudden because I just, like, ooh, 
I and thought like, I thought he was gonna say like I am a murderer. No, I've that, got a gun. No, yeah, <laughs> Michael Scott. Exactly. Oh, dude, he's definitely done some Michael Scott esque things. Like he asked the teacher when we could start giving each other notes. He asked the teacher, <laughs> yeah, and he like started to give a note before the teacher was like, he like complained about someone's suggestion in class. Like I, I, it's rough. Only a few weeks left, but like it has totally. Cause like you, I put it off. I was like, I'll, I don't really want to go through another one on one class, but it's. As bad as I could possibly have imagined. Yeah, I mean, hey, you're getting through it. Yeah. By the time you're at 301. Right, he will... Uh, uh, it'll, be, it'll be like you're at home. Yeah. I, 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 you just got power through 101. Yeah. 201 may be a little bit better. Yeah. Because uh, hopefully that guy doesn't... Yeah. Because don't they give you, like, grades at UCB? They do give grades now, which I'm, like, hyped on, to be quite honest. Because, like, yeah, not like, that I'm, like, a great person, but if it keeps that guy from moving up, I will 100%, you know, be in, in favor of it. Fair enough. So, if anyone wants to see where they can find your shows, your details, where can they follow you? Um, I should have better... At, wait, friend me on Facebook. Add me as a friend. My name is Jacob Halbrick. I don't have a Twitter. I guess I have a Twitter, but you I don't... have an Instagram? Don't have an Instagram. People oh. are upset with me. I should get an Instagram, I suppose. I don't have one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't go on my phone that often, man. Um, other than to listen to some crunchy fish. Some sweet fish music. <laughs> Everyone, also, if you want to find me, I will be at Curveball Fishes Festival in Watkins Glen. Do you really August fish around? It, not around, but I'm going to the festival this summer, August 17th, 19th, and 19th. It's going to be <laughs> You should amazing. do some improv sets there. Yeah, dude, I think that there is a group of people who would be interested, especially because it's so much improv as far as music goes, a.k.a. jamming, that, uh, yeah, I feel like there's, like, people would be down to see some improv. But, uh, you know, you need to get the right crew. Find him on Facebook, I guess. Um, You can find us on uh, Instagram. We're at YesAndIAm. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. Leave a review, a rating, because it helps more people find the show, and that keeps us happy. Thank you again, Jacob, for stopping by. It has been a lot of fun. And uh, we will see you all next time.